0: Welcome to the New Hope Leeward podcast. Aloha and happy 19 years, New Hope Leeward. Can I get a chi wherever you're watching from? Yep, I heard that. Thank you. My name is Josiah Norgan. I'm the senior pastor here at the church. Whether you are near or far right now, thank you so much for joining us and celebrating with us. We are so glad that you are here Today, we are ending our series, Home. And in this series, we talked about being at home with God, having Him bring us into a spacious place, a place that we can rest and enjoy and have peace with Him. We talked about growing with one another and growing deeper in our faith. And last week, we talked about the fact that this world is not our home, and we are to live as foreigners and strangers here on earth. And last week, we made a little fun, you know, about tourists. Here in Hawaii. And so I thought it would be fun today to talk about how do you spot a local on the mainland. Now, it is not that hard, especially if you've moved away. They are not hard to see, but I needed some help. So I uh, contacted Isaac and Lehua. They used to be on our staff. They moved to Washington. I think they're in Montana now. And they sent me some pictures, and boy, did they deliver. Here's what a local looks like on the mainland. Here's the first one. Mismatched patterns, okay? So you got the board shorts, and you got the flannel, and the slippers, and the snow. And it's funny because Hawaiians, like, you'll wear full jackets and pants here in Hawaii if it's 65 or 70 degrees. But on the mainland, you got to show everybody, (laughs) you got to wear board shorts and slippers in the snow. Next one. Uh, Hawaiian bracelets, okay? They say you can't hear a picture, but I can hear this picture. Clack, 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 wherever you go. Next one. Uh, hoop earrings and the tittabun combo. That is a classic. And finally, I think Isaac hit every base on this one. You got the white truck. You got the jersey tank, the get-nuts the get jersey tank. Flag, uh, Hawaiian flag shorts, and then peep this. Here's how you know they're a local for sure. It is the sunglasses on the back of the head. That is, a, that is a classic way to tell somebody's from Hawaii. On the mainland, you don't just spot locals, you can hear locals. Like if you hear certain words, you know, like "hole" or bra, which have very different meanings on the mainland, by the way. How's it, Costco's, shoots, yeah, we say yeah after everything. And this last one, you know how to say this? Go ahead, try it first. Yeah, Raja, you gotta get the yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, Raja. Um, <laughs> there's one. There's one more way, there's one more way that you can actually hear locals on the mainland. Even if they say absolutely nothing, and it is by listening for this. Go ahead. If you know what it is, shout it out. You got to listen for the slippers, man. This is how some of you find your husbands. When you lose them, you just listen for this sound. Now, when you see another local on the mainland, um, you first got to kind of eye each other out for a little bit. Like, you kind of got to look at each other. And then someone has to drop something, like a how's it or like a loose shaka. And then you can do the, oh, where are you from? Oh, when you grad? Oh, you know chemo. He grad "Oh You do the whole, the whole thing. I remember I lived mainland for a short time. And every time I'd see somebody from Hawaii, I would get so excited. There was this instant bond, almost like I had found a long lost sibling. Why? Because Hawaii... Is home. Even those of you that have moved away, Hawaii is and will always be home. And so, whether you grew here or flew here, you are local or not, you live here, or maybe you live thousands of miles away and you miss home, you are a part of our Ohana. This is home. And I truly believe this. God has placed you in this church. Again, Even if you're here in person or you watch online, God has placed you in this church for a divine reason and a divine purpose. As we celebrate uh, 19 years, I'm going to reiterate a bit about where our church is going. And although the future of COVID and this pandemic is very cloudy, God has been very clear about what he wants us to do, value, and move forward in in this Next season. I'm very excited to share with you today. So, Matthew 13, we're only going to look at just a couple verses and we're going to start off in verse 31. Now, this is Jesus talking. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch. In its branches. Okay, I have something for you today. Clearly not from my garden. Uh, yet again, we had to purchase uh, this one as well. Now mustard plants. Obviously, this is not a mustard plant. They grow a lot in the Middle East. I didn't have time to go pick one up. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, I'm going to pretend to know what this is. So. Mustard plants, what they do is they actually grow very, very quickly and they grow wide and they grow tall. So you're gonna have to kind of use your imagination with me a bit today, but they can grow um, six feet, even up to uh, 20 feet. They're not really a tree, but they're more like a shrub. And again, they, they grow quickly. And so what Jesus was doing here, he's illustrating on one hand how his kingdom would come forth in that moment but also how his kingdom would come forth in our lives. And we're gonna come back to this a couple times today. But before we do, you can go ahead and you can write this down. Large moves of God begin in small ways. Large moves of God begin in small ways. And you see this all through scripture. God takes Abraham, who's old in years and points to the stars in the sky and says, this is what your descendants are going to be like. One guy who's very, very old, past him and his wife, him and Sarah, past child-rearing age, and God says, I'm going to bring forth a nation out of you. David was a shepherd who would kill predators, you know, bears or lions, with a, a, a sling and a stone, and little did he know that that would prepare him to slay Goliath. Now, David is this lowly shepherd, and he would shepherd sheep, but one day he would shepherd a nation. Even Jesus, the son of man, he's born in a stable in Bethlehem. And the only people that God tells, like, this is crazy, like the biggest birth that has ever happened, and God tells a couple filthy shepherds in a field and a couple foreigners in a distant land it's crazy. You think about it, like, when we have a kid, like, how many people we got to tell. Even, like, millennials, like, with our gender reveals, right? We got to have everybody over. You got to shoot a balloon with a gun, and it's pink or blue. And we're like, oh, my gosh, it's a girl. Uh, we're going to name her Braxton, B-H-R-H-A-X-H-O-N. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry if your child's name is Braxton. <laughs> if your child's name I have a weird, uh, my kids have weird names and I'm a millennial, so we can make jokes together. Anyway, what was I talking about? God quietly lets this happen. We're given a couple verses about Jesus's birth. It's gonna change the course of humanity for all eternity. Jesus grows up this normal child and he gathers together these 12 normal guys a bunch of fishermen, some other guys, and, and, and they go on to change the world. Large moves of God begin in small ways. And so don't neglect to celebrate the small ways that God is moving in your life. There are some of you that have started attending church more consistently, even online this year. Some of you are praying more, you're reading your word, even if it's just a little bit. For some of you, you're beginning to feel again. You're over how last year was and you want this year to be different. You're more intentional. Some of you, your heart is breaking again for other people after going through a season of being numb. There's some of you that you're sitting and you're watching the kids lesson with your kids or reading Bible stories to them or simply praying with them before bed. And that's a huge step for you. There are many of you that have jumped into an Ohana group in this season. And we're getting praise reports of some of you that have been in our church one year, two years, even somebody who's six years and they've never been in a group and they are just loving it. Some of you have invited others to church or started to be even simply a little more open about your faith. You want to celebrate these things. Don't neglect to celebrate the small ways that God is moving in your life because the kingdom starts small And then it grows into ways we never thought imaginable. That's the story of this church. 19 years ago, we were birthed out of New Hope Oahu. There was an overflow of love that God had for the west side of Oahu and an overflow of love that Pastor Wayne Cadero had for the west side of Oahu. And 19 years ago, our first service happened under our founding senior pastor, Mike Lewin at the Filipino Community Center. And I um, talked with Rochelle. So Rochelle, this little Japanese lady on our staff, you'll see her in the light video. She gets excited, (laughs) she goes like this. Rochelle has been, you'll see her video a little bit later. Rochelle's been on our staff amazingly since the very beginning. So since that very first service. And I was asking her about it this week. And she recalls just being shocked that, it was just this little idea, New Hope Leeward. And that very first service, 400 people came, and there was just all this excitement that God was doing something new and he was doing something different. And over several years, this church swelled to a couple thousand people at a time. Now, by the time I took the reins in 2016, we already had two very large thriving campuses. And we had eight services every single weekend. New Hope Leeward was this tiny little seed and it grew exponentially. Now, let me tell you about the dark side of this. It got to the point where it felt like we were just trying to keep up. We were always expanding as a church until finally we were exhausting as a church And then eventually it felt like we were just existing as a church. So we were always expanding. It was always more buildings, more parking, more seats. And it got to the point where we were exhausting. What were we exhausting? Not just finances, but we were exhausting people. We burned out our founding senior pastor and other staff members and other volunteers even myself like luckily it wasn't significant burnout but there were small seasons of burnout that I have even gone through until so finally it got to the point where it just felt like we were existing like before covid we were just doing all we could to keep our head above water and run these eight services every single weekend and then covid happened Now, I am not thankful for COVID. I wish COVID had one collective face so I could punch it, but I'm not thankful for COVID, but I'm thankful that God works in broken spaces. I am thankful um, for the reset that God provided, not just for our church, but for the global church as well. Now, here's why. Look at the verse again, verse 32. We just read this. The kingdom of heaven, again, it's like this mustard seed. And then Jesus says, though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch on its branches. So our church started as this small little tiny tree and it it, it, or this small seed, and it became this large tree very quickly. Now, I'm not gonna speak ill of the past. I'm gonna speak from when I took over as the senior pastor, rather the lead pastor at that time. We were this large tree and we knew that there was more to this. Like we knew that there was more to the gospel. There was more to be done than just running service. We knew that there were other nations that God was calling us to. Other organizations that God was calling us to help. We We knew that God was calling us to reach our neighbors. We knew that God was calling us to pour into our communities. And this question that used to haunt me was if our church was gone tomorrow, would the community even know? Like we might be sad because we have nowhere to go on a Sunday morning or eight different different times. But would our community even know? We knew that God was calling us to grow deeper, to disciple our kids, to grow in community, to grow together. We knew the gospel needed to spread out, but guys, the tree and the tree was our weekend services, it was so beautiful. It was it was so fun, man. It was such a good time. Energy was high, like thousands of people came. I preached for like 45 minutes every single weekend. I even told our church one time that if an hour and 15 minutes is too long for you as a service, that you can head out to the foyer and we'll actually have some straws out there so that you can suck it up. (laughs) And then (laughs) our Waipahu campus, this is true. They sent me a picture. They had actually set out a cup (laughs) for the congregation that said, suck it up, straws. Honestly? Honestly, it was good times. And honestly, honestly, it consumed us. We knew there was more outside these walls. We knew that there was more that needed to be done. We knew that there was more to the gospel than just running eight different services. But 90% of our time went into this tree. Keeping the tree healthy. Making sure all the birds that perch are happy. Watering the tree, feeding the tree, trying to make the tree bigger because then we can make more space for birds. We can make more space for people. Our motives were right, but our thinking was this, that if we can just make the tree bigger, more buildings, more services, more parking, better worship, better sermons, more attraction. If, if we can just make the tree bigger, then more will come. And, and that's how the gospel will spread. It will spread from this one central thing. Now that way of thinking is not isolated to our church. And that way of thinking isn't sinful. It's, it's pretty typical of the mega church model in America. It's not a sinful way of thinking, but I I would venture to say that it is just a little bit flawed. We became so focused on the tree, tending to the tree, that we forgot all about the seed. Now, Jesus did not forget about the seed. Because remember, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. And when he talked about it, it wasn't the seed that would just be planted one time with his ministry. It wasn't the seed that would be planted one time with New Hope Leeward, but it's these seeds that he wants to plant over and over again. So, would you write this down? Here's how we're moving forward. We're shifting. And when I say we're, I don't mean me, I don't mean the leadership, I mean us as an entire church, as a whole body. We're shifting from tending plants. To planting seeds. I say uh, shifting because we are in process right now. Let me kind of tell you just how my, I mean, this is like kind of a, a weird example, but this is how my mind has kind of shifted with this. Um, Pre-COVID, I would always get sad at 12.30 p.m. on a Sunday as I pack up my bag, or maybe like 12.45, as I'm walking out of the foyer, um, everybody would be gone. So there was once all this like life and excitement, and now it's gone. It's kind of like when you take down all your Christmas decorations and everything just feels very bare. Like the most important aspect about what we do as a church is now over. And now we wait until we do it again the next week. I, I used to get sad I don't get sad at 1230, 1245 anymore when I see an empty foyer and an empty parking lot because I want you to get out of here. Sorry, that sounded really mean. Let me rephrase it. I want you to get out of here. Oh no, I said it the exact same way. Um, I want you to go and love on your family. I want you to go and be a light at the restaurant that you pick up food from. I want you to go and feed somebody who's hungry. I want you to go to put into practice what we've learned together. I want you to go and have your worship not be confined to three songs that we sing together, but that it would become a part of your very life. I want you to go and grow with your Ohana group. I don't get sad because the church has left the building. And the most important thing about the week, it's actually not really what we do here together when we gather together, whether in person or online. It's what you do with it during the week. That is the most important part. So we're through building and only tending to the tree. We are not a build it and they will come church anymore. We are a build up so that we may send church. We're not focused on growing bigger, but growing deeper, understanding that if we grow deeper, people will come to know the gospel and we will grow bigger, but it might not be this immediate thing. It will be organic and natural and more long lasting. We don't want more chairs. We want changed hearts. We want to see people impacted for the gospel. We're not content with crowds anymore. We want genuine community. We don't want to spend our time just trying to keep the birds happy. The birds is you, by the way. (laughs) I'm talking about you. We don't want the birds to just perch and talk about how much they like this branch of the church, not so much this branch. This one's a little flimsy, could do better. But that the birds don't just sit and talk about what they're not getting out of it, but that the birds would actually go and begin to scatter the seed. That you would understand that you are made for so much more than to just consume church until you die and be with Jesus you were called divinely by god to contribute like you you don't attend church you are the church so the way we grow this the way we take the gospel here we have to understand it's not by expanding the tree. It's so funny, we've done, we said for how many years as a church and as churches, the church is not a building, the church is people. And when all of our buildings closed, we were like, what do we do now? Because the church typically has been a building. The way we take the gospel is we grow the branches and we invite more people to come. And again, it's not sinful, but I think It's flawed in the sense that all it does is it gathers a bunch of people to hear my gift, a bunch of people to hear me preach for 30 minutes. The way that we are going to grow and send the gospel is not by just growing the tree, it is by growing you. For you are the one that takes the seed into your neighborhood, to your friends, to your coworkers, to spaces that I might never go and they might never come to church. And I know that sounds like a lot friends and I know that's like oh you're you're putting a lot on me right now pastor can you think about it this way again go back to the seed it starts very very small. And so we begin there and then it grows in ways that we never thought imaginable. So as the lord transforms you and your home and your neighborhood it's this thing that's going to begin small but it's gonna grow and grow and grow and grow as you are simply more willing. We're shifting from tending plants to planting seeds. And in, in many ways, it feels like we're at the very beginning of this process, even though COVID has been going for some time. Now, part of planting seeds involves pruning the plant first. And so as I told you last year, and this is why one of the reasons why we're moving from two campuses to one over the better part of 2022. It's gonna take us a good chunk of this year and maybe all of this year for us to make this move. I wanna thank you for praying alongside of us um, about where God would have us be planted for the next many years, whether in Waipahu or Kapolei. It has been an eye-opening process. We are done with our due diligence and we hope to share with you. I know it sounded like I was gonna run into that. <laughs> I was gonna run into, it's this. Um, I'm gonna share a decision with you very, very soon. There's, there's just a, a couple of very important details we wanna wrap up first before we share Um, We do not want to get ahead of God. We do not want to get behind God, but we want to stay in step with the Spirit. But I want to say this today. The where doesn't really matter as much as the why. This decision to go to one campus, it was not birthed out of less, but more. We want to do more, but we want to do more in the right direction. It's less going into eight live different services every single weekend so that we can focus in and actually disciple those that come and those that only attend online. So when COVID is quote unquote over, whatever that means, it's not like we're just gonna forget about you if you don't even live here, but we wanna make sure that we are growing you in your faith as well. It's less going, I'm most excited about this. It's less going to keep the church walls up. And it's more finances, money, resource going outside the walls. When we make this move, about 30% of our yearly church budget is going to open. 30%. Now, obviously, with wisdom and with integrity, you know, we want to steward our finances well. But I would love for us to be a church that just gives away. We know someone is planting a church that we just are able to give. We know a missionary needs something. We're just able to give. Our community is struggling. We're just able to give. It's less energy spent on taking your kids for an hour. Now we will still continue to do that. Don't worry about that. But we really want to invest in you as parents to empower and equip you to take up the mantle that God gave you in the first place when you became a father or you became a mother to raise your children in the ways of the Lord. It is less like a sporting event where you come every single weekend and you cheer next to a different stranger and then go your own way, and more like an ohana, the ecclesia, the church, what God originally called us to be, what we're meant to be, a place where you know others and you are known, where ohana groups, and this is why I know I talk about Ohana groups so much and I know that you're tired of hearing it and too bad, I'm gonna keep doing it. That really the way I see it, it's, it's scary to go out and just kind of plant seeds on your own. But to do it with other people. We're not here yet, but I, I would love to see it get to a place where our, our Ohana groups are like mini tiny churches where outreach is not some event that we do, but outreach is this way of life and that they themselves as a group are going and they're taking the gospel further than we ever could within the confines of a weekend service. I'm gonna go as far to say this. Weekend service is important. It's important to attend every weekend, especially if your Ohana group is going through it, but that one hour or two hours that you meet with your Ohana group, even if it's online, that moment is actually more important than this moment that we have together on a weekend. And understanding that church service, it's not confined to the way that it always used to be, that it can happen in a building, it can happen at your computer. And you know what? Maybe it could happen with your honor group, with people in a home. Like, think about this. You have your family come over and everybody eats and watches football. What if church ended up looking like that one day? Maybe less beer or maybe no beer, but <laughs> maybe church could or should look that way too. We know the stakes that God has put in the ground. We're kind of open to what God is doing and what God wants to do. He's not done writing this story yet, recalibrating, resetting us as a church. You know, COVID, what it kind of did, not just for us, but for every church, COVID kind of chopped the tree down. Like this weekend service, I'd even go far as to say this idol that was traditional church in the way that we did it. COVID kind of chopped it down. And so now we have a choice as a church as we can really try to make sure that we grow this, we get everybody back, we do church the exact same way we've always done it so that we can try to build it. Maybe not as many people will come as before, but we can try to build it to its once former glory. Or we could let the tree stay chopped down and we can let the seeds begin to scatter. I would rather let the seeds scatter. We are no longer just tending plants. We are planting seeds, and you are the seed planters. Two weeks ago, we talked about um, the four soils and the good soil. It was one that multiplied 30, 60, 90 times what was sown. This is why you are on earth. It's not an accident. And this is why you are a part of our church. It is not an accident. So would you join us? Don't get overwhelmed. The seed starts small and God grows it exponentially from there as you and I are simply willing. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for New Hope Leeward, For everybody that came before us, for the seeds that have been planted for many years, the many lives changed. Lord, we thank you for kind of this great reset that you have put us through as it is how to see you, the gospel and our mission here on earth more clearly. And so God, we're here right now. We're all in different places, literally, but even spiritually. We're here right now to simply say, God, we are willing. Whatever you wanna do in us, whatever you wanna do in our families, in our communities, in this church, Lord, have your way. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We pray this in your matchless and holy name and we all say together, amen, amen. We love you so much, church family, and we will see you next weekend. We hope you were blessed by this weekend's sermon. If this is your first time joining us, we welcome you to check out our website, newhopeleward.org, to learn more about us and how you can get connected into our Ohana. We hope you'll join us again soon.